0: the text we just read from this morning in Genesis chapter 50 verse 18 to 21 is a very important and powerful text but I'm going to be talking to you this morning on what I captioned the ugly side of God's will the ugly side of God's will you know there's a story about a prince that was about to get married And he knew that if he appeared as a prince, every woman was going to accept him. So he dressed himself as a madman and went about asking women for marriage. And every lady that saw the prince, this guy, rejected him, cursed him out. Do you know what it means? Like you're dressed on a Sunday morning looking good with your pedicure and manicure, everything on point, with your new hair that you just made. Then on your way out at a stop sign, a madman is winding you down, I mean breaking you down. You wind your glasses down to hear what the madman wants to say. And the madman says, I'm in love with you and I really want to marry you. Many ladies, even those Christians, will curse that madman out. They will call that madman by his, by his grandmother's last name and curse him out seriously. This is what happened to this madman. Every lady that passed by cursed him out. You know, some ladies can really demonstrate. Some people a whole me. And they make all these things they do. And one lady, when she was coming, something told her to marry that prince, to marry the madman. And the people thought she was crazy. The the man continued to mask himself as a madman even close to the day of their wedding. But when it was about the eve of the wedding, when they were doing rehearsal for the wedding, they saw a royal family walking in with limousines with horses and chariots. And the lady thought that maybe these people were passing. Then she realized that these were actually her in-laws that were coming to officially introduce themselves as the family of the prince. Many people saw the ugly side of this prince and rejected their destiny. But there was somebody that in the midst of that ugliness, she was able to see something far beyond the ugliness. I came to introduce you this morning to the ugly side. God's will. The ugly side of God's will. You know, everything in life has two sides. Everything in life has two sides. We have mountains and we have valleys. We have males and we have females. We have light and we have darkness. Every pain comes before a game. Every pleasure comes after pressure. And every testimony Comes after a test. Every triumph comes after a trial. Every message comes after a mess. Everything in life has two sides. If you are trying to avoid one side, you're just looking for the beautiful side, you may never fully enter into what God has for you. But I came this morning to introduce to you the ugly side of God's will. I want you to look at someone and say, "Never." No, sometimes ugly is God's will. Tell somebody, some, "Sometimes ugly is God's will." I'm not by any chance saying that if you a man comes to you now you don't like the man. You say, "Maybe this is what Pastor was talking about." That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Maybe somebody comes your way that you don't like the man at all. The man is not your kind, and you say, "Well, maybe ugly is God's will." Then you start praying in tongues in your marriage. That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying that situations sometimes can be ugly. But it is God's will. Hallelujah. There are many similarities between Joseph and Jesus. And In fact, as I studied, I realized that there were 60 similarities between Joseph and Jesus. I cannot give you all for the sake of time because we are going to stay here and it becomes a Bible study. But let me give you a few. Joseph was the beloved of his father. Jesus was also the beloved of his father. Joseph was hated by his brothers. Jesus was also hated by his brothers. Joseph was hated for his words. Jesus was also hated for his words. Joseph foretold his future. Jesus also foretold his future. Joseph was sent by his father to his brothers when he got arrested and thrown into the pit. Jesus was sent by his father to his people Israel when he was arrested and crucified. Joseph was stripped off his garments when he was arrested. Jesus was also stripped of his garment when he was arrested. When they threw Joseph into the pit, miraculously God brought him out. When Jesus was thrown into the grave on the third day, miraculously he also came out. Is somebody getting me this morning? Jesus was sold for pieces of silver. Joseph was also sold for pieces of silver. Joseph became prime minister at the age of 30. Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30. There are 60 similarities between Joseph and Jesus. If you want to know more, go to pastongalaklemenayahu.gmail.com or whatever email you can get. You'll find more information. Hallelujah. So, in the life of Joseph, Joseph's life is so interesting that I I just want to tell it to you like a story so you can enjoy. Joseph was the beloved of his father. You can imagine a child growing up, loved by his parents. He's the favorite. He's having fun among his brothers. Everything is going well for Joseph. You know, It reminds me of the days when you just gave your life to Christ, if you ever gave your life to Christ. You will notice that the early days of your Christian life, everything seems like going well. It seems like every prayer you pray, God is answering. Everything is going so smoothly. That that is what reminds me about when the life of Joseph is going so smooth, then suddenly everything turns around. I don't know the mistake that Joseph's father made when he made Joseph the coat of many colors. Because in the Jewish culture, the coat of many colors signified that this was your favorite child. It also signified that if I die today, this is the person that takes over me if I'm no longer alive. Can you imagine that Joseph is the last, but the father makes him a coat of many colors. And not only does this boy wear this coat once, maybe on Easter, Sundays, or Christmas, he wears it every day and parades among his brothers. And the brothers hated him the more. If you read your Bible, Joseph was not only wearing a coat of many colors, he also had a bad mouth. In other words, he goes to the field and reports everything his brothers were doing to his father. And they hated him so much, they wanted to get rid of him. May I say to you sometimes that the enemy is not always outside. Sometimes the very people that are trying to bring you down may be members of your family. I have seen people who cannot prosper and the person responsible is their mother or their father. I told a story about a young girl that could not marry. And after multiple attempts that she's been to relationship with men, it will never work out. One day she went to a man of God. The man of God said, the reason why you cannot get married, ask your father. And she did not understand what the man of God meant by ask your father. So she summoned courage, went home to ask her father what was really going on that she could not get married. And the father burst into tears. And the father said, when all your brothers left school and got jobs, I was afraid... That if I let you go, I'll be home and lonely. So I went to a voodoo priest and blocked your marriage. That is why every man that comes your way never arrives at marriage because I have blocked it so you can stay with me and take care of me. Sometimes a person responsible for your trouble is not outside. It could be a close friend. It could be a sister. It could be a brother. In the case of Joseph, it was his brother's. It was his brother's. And the the brother said, let's get rid of him so we don't have to hear about his dreams anymore. You know, sometimes people think that by getting rid of what makes them unhappy, what makes them angry, what makes them jealous, they are going to solve the problem. When you get rid of what makes you angry, the anger that is in you is still there. It doesn't go away. It It will find expression again when another thing triggers it. So instead of trying to get rid rid of the things that make you angry, deal with the anger that is inside of you so that when people come close to you and offend you, you don't have to be angry. Is somebody hearing me this morning? You don't have to be angry. And in chapter 39, Joseph is sold into Egypt. He's bought by a man called Potiphar, who is the chief servant of Pharaoh. In this house, Joseph is faithful. Now, I'm so challenged to know that Joseph has gone through so much in the hands of his brothers. Now, he's being sold as a slave. Many of us would have said, well, what is the point? I'm in a strange country. Nobody knows me here. Whatever I do does not count. But even in Egypt, when nobody knew Joseph, Joseph was still very faithful. Are you going to be faithful in the times of difficulties? You know, if everything is going fine for many of us, we're, we're all going to be singing praise the Lord, Hallelujah. But let me say something happens this week at your job. And your attitude next Sunday is going to tell us if you can really say hallelujah, praise the Lord. You may not even show up to church on Sunday. You become depressed. You become so unhappy. People greet you, you don't respond because you've lost your job. But in the midst of all these difficulties that Joseph went through, the Bible said, Joseph, remain faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell the neighbor, don't change. Because of the circumstances of your life. Don't change because of the circumstances of your life. If you're a good person, stay good. Don't change because something bad is happening. Hallelujah. Amen. Be who you are, regardless of the circumstances. And then Joseph in the house of Potiphar, in the later verses of verse, chapter 39, after Joseph is serving in the house of Potiphar, everything is going well, Joseph is prospering. The Bible says God bless the Egyptian for the sake of Joseph. And now Joseph thinks his life is coming together. Like everything that he lost with his brothers is coming back together. Here comes an accusation. Joseph is accused by his mistress. And then he's thrown into prison. I'm imagining Joseph oh God, why me? Why is this thing happening to me? My brothers betrayed me now. I'm accused for nothing. Why is this thing happening to me? I imagine Joseph was complaining to the Lord. Everything was falling apart. Sometimes you wonder why you are doing everything right, but nothing seems to work. You are trying to be righteous. You're trying to observe the principles. You're trying to do all that you know how to do. But it seems like nothing seems to work. The frustrating thing about it is when people who don't even know God are succeeding in the things that you've been trying and failing. You, you, you fear God, you pray, you do all that you know how to do, you don't succeed. And then somebody else who has no regard for God goes and succeeds, And we get so frustrated. But let me announce to you this morning. That we do not do what is right so we can get good things from God. We do what is right because we want to please God regardless. Amen. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Amen. So whether God blesses me or not, I will be righteous. Whether I am favored or not, I will be righteous. Amen. Whether the Lord bless me or not, I will be righteous. I am not serving the Lord so I can get some things from God. I am serving the Lord because I love him unconditionally. Is anybody hearing me this morning? Righteousness does not equal prosperity because some people think when I become a Christian, everything will start going well for me. No. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. When you serve God with contentment, not counting what he does for you as a measurement for your spirituality, then it's great gain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is still God in the good times. And he's still God in the bad times. The God of the mountain is the God of the valley. The God of the snow is the God of the summer. The God in winter is the God in summer. God never changes. He's the same yesterday. The same today. And the same forever. Hallelujah. Joseph goes to prison. They're in prison. One thing about this man is, I describe Joseph as a cassava stem. If you're an African, you know what I mean. If you throw a cassava step anywhere, as long as there is water coming to it, it will germinate. Anywhere Joseph went, he prospered. This guy prospered even in the prison. The Bible says he became the chief prisoner. If Joseph stepped into a class, he became a head boy. Anywhere Joseph went, he prospered. He continued to serve, met some new friends, and one of his friends got released. Joseph interpreted his dream, and Joseph told the guy, please, when you go, To your master, remember me. The Bible says in King James Version that, and the guy forgot. No, the passage of forget is forgot. But in the King James Version, it says forgot. When I began to study the word forgot, I realized that in the Hebrew Version, the kind of forgetfulness that this man had was not an ordinary forgetfulness where something goes off your memory and you can remember it again. It is a kind of forgetfulness where so it's like they deleted the thing from your memory where you cannot even remember it again. That is what happened to this guy who was restored that Joseph said, remember me. Listen, but as I told you, I realized that God removed it from the mind of this man because he was taking Joseph through a process. It was not Joseph's time for promotion. Joseph was still in school. It was not yet his time to graduate. So God took away the memory of Joseph from the mind of this Pharaoh seven, so that Joseph will not get premature success. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you wonder why you know people, but they don't seem to help you. Mm -hmm. You know people, but they don't seem to connect you. They have the right information to that job, but they cannot give it to you. When it is not your time, nobody can help you. If you force yourself, you get premature success. But if you wait for God's time, when the Lord gives it to you, it shall be testimony to testimony from glory to glory Amen. hallelujah Amen. never put your hope in man let your hope be in god hallelujah and when you do good to somebody do good as unto the lord listen the bible said whatever a man sow the same shall he also reap the bible did not say wherever a man sow it said whatever not where what does that mean it is not where you sow that you are going to reap you can sow in america and reap in china you can sow in Cameroon and reap in Dubai. It is not where you sow that you reap, but God says, regardless of where you sow, somehow you will surely reap. Hallelujah. So when you do good, don't do good to people because you want it back. Many of you have broken up with friends because you gave them so much and they, they did not give you back. So you broke up because you were expecting that the same place where I sow, I had to reap from that same place. You may give to a friend and somebody else who does not know you will be the one to bless you back. Amen. Do whatever you have to do as unto the Lord. It is God who truly rewards and appreciates. Hallelujah. Amen. Finally, a day came. When Joseph had a dream, when Pharaoh had a dream, then this man remembered. God put back the memory card in his brain because it was Joseph's time to shine. There is always a day of compensation. Amen. There is always a day of reward. Yes. Every laborer has his day. It doesn't matter how long you labor, there is a payday. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Whatever pain you are going through, there is a day for joy. And the man said, oh my goodness, I remember. I had a friend in prison whose name is Joseph. This guy can interpret your dream. Joseph that has been in dungeon. Let Let me show you something in the Bible. Whenever we read about Joseph in the Bible, we think Joseph went to prison for six months. Now, if you you study the fact that Joseph left his brothers when he was 17, and he started serving in the house of Potiphar, we understand that for this woman to have this attraction to Joseph, it was in the early days of Joseph's arrival, because it could not have been so long for her to start having this attraction to Joseph. So, theologians believe that it was between the first and the second year that this woman started this nonsense with Joseph. So, if if you add two years to 17, that is 19. And then Joseph actually went to Pharaoh at the age of 30. So that is how long Joseph was in prison. Is somebody here me this morning? Because when we read the Bible, we think Joseph went to prison for six weeks or six months. Joseph was in prison, according to theologians, between five to 11 years. That is how long he was in prison. You may be here this morning asking yourself, I've been in this condition for too long. God is taking you through the process. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been struggling for too long. I've been fasting for too long. I've been praying for too long. I've been suffering for too long. I've been at this job for too long. God is taking you through the process. And they took Joseph out of the prison. The Bible said they gave Joseph a haircut. After a long time that he was never at a barbering studio. They finally gave him a haircut and they changed his raiment. When God remembers you, even your countenance will change. Even your clothes will change. When God remembers you, everything about you will change. Even your car may change. You no, know, sometimes people mark us by the car. We drive that Corolla 2001 that you've driven everyone to. They mark you by that car. When God remembers you, everything changes. Amen. They wore Joseph new clothes. And they put some lotion on him. And he came before Pharaoh. In a twinkle of an eye, that's why I call him the God of the 24-hour miracle. In 24 hours, Joseph left the prison to the palace. He left as a prisoner and became the prime minister. It doesn't take God too long to change your life. When it's God's time. Joseph is promoted to prime minister. Then we get to the heart of the message. Joseph is enjoying his life as prime minister. You can imagine? Listen. The the pride of being a prime minister in Egypt surpasses the pride of Donald Trump. Back in those days... When Joseph was arriving, it sometimes Donald Trump passes in Virginia, we don't even know. We just see cars pass with speed. But in the, in, the, in the Egyptian culture, when Joseph had to come, there were chariots that went ahead of him to announce that he's coming. And everybody that was on the road had to stand by the roster and bow to him. That was how Joseph became great. Then one day his brothers showed up. Let me ask you a question this morning. If the same person That was responsible for your downfall. Shows up at your wedding. What would be your reaction? (laughs) If the same person. That was responsible for your trouble. Shows up at your wedding. At your party. What would be your reaction? Joseph had two choices. To revenge. Or to forgive. But Joseph was a man of God. Hallelujah. I like the Bible. The Bible says that. They came and fell at Joseph's feet. And they said, we are your slaves, just as he told them in the dream that you bow down before me. When God says it, it will surely come to pass. That is why I gave you those notebooks. Write every prophecy that you receive because it will come to pass. When the Lord says something to you, write write the date. Write uh, February 2nd at what time is it? 1120. This is what the Lord said to me. You remember that time, and when you pray, tell the Lord, this is what you said, it will come to pass. Amen. Without Joseph even asking them, they came and said, we are your slaves. Just as Joseph said. They were trembling because they knew Joseph was about to revenge. And Joseph said, calm down, brothers. I like what he said. He said, you intended it for evil, but God intended it for good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God intended it for good. Joseph forgives his brothers. The key, the key to understanding God's will, the ugly side of God's will is this. God is always walking behind the scenes. Let me say it again. The key to understanding the ugly side of God's will is this. God is always walking behind the scenes. Like Joseph said, you guys were planning my downfall, but God was using your plan to orchestrate my upliftment. You guys were planning my defeat, but God was using your plans to promote me. Because God is always walking behind the scenes. Joseph understood that though his brothers were jealous, it was their jealousy that propelled him to become prime minister. There is a word in English they say backbite. There is no word like front bite. Because people have to bite you from your back so you can go forward. They bite you so you can go forward. When you've been somewhere for too long, God will send backbiters as they bite you, you, leave that job, as they bite you, you leave that apartment, they backbite you to push you forward. They meant it for evil, but God uses it for good. Could it be that everything you are going through is God's strategy to take you forward? Could it be that your pain is God organizing your gain? Could it be that your pressure is God organizing your pleasure? Could it be that your mess is God trying to give you a message? Could it be that your trials is God trying to take you to triumphant, triumphant victory? Could it be that everything you've suffered in your childhood, the neglect of your parents, the heartbreaks, was God trying to show his unconditional love? Could it be that all the troubles you've suffered growing up is a preparation for your ministry? God was walking behind the scenes. Now let me read this scripture to you. If you don't know this scripture, I suspect you're a Muslim. Romans chapter eight verse twenty eight. If you don't know Romans chapter eight verse twenty eight, you need to kneel down and say, "God, forgive me." He <laughs> said, "And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose." Maybe some of the Bible says some things. The salvation says some things work together. He no. said, "All things." What does that mean? Even that pain is working for your good. Even that hardship is working for your good. That job you were fired from is working for your good. That pain that you suffered is working for your good. Everything you've been through in your life, God is using it to do something for your good. Nothing happens to a man on purpose by accident. Everything is orchestrated and organized by God. God is always working behind the scenes. Hallelujah. It's working for your good. Let me give you these few examples and we close. There was a young girl that was an orphan. She finished high school, nobody to sponsor because she had nobody in the family. So she's walking around the place looking for odd jobs. She will clean dishes here for a few dollars to eat, clean the house for a few dollars to eat. That's, that is how she lived. And one day she's walking in the neighborhood in the afternoon looking for somewhere where she could serve to get some food to eat. Then a the car is coming. And the car lose control and hit this girl by the leg. Break the leg. The man pulled over, took the girl, put in the car, and rushed the girl to the emergency unit. The man was so, so, the man felt so bad that he had done this to a young girl. You know, when you break the leg of a young girl, they are made too many complications because now she can't walk anymore. A lot of things are affected. So while the man is there in the hospital with this girl and they're talking, and the man began to ask questions. Why were you walking on the street at this time where your friends are in college? Your friends are in school. And the girl said, I've been in school like two years ago, but I'm an orphan. I don't have anybody to take care of me, so I do odd jobs to live. It happened that this man who knocked the leg of this girl was a very rich man with no child. And the man was so surprised and happy at the same time to hear. And the man said, from today, as you leave this hospital, you're not going back to wherever you came from. You are going to my house, and I'm adopting you as my daughter. But how did he get to that point? Her leg had to be broken to be adopted into a family. Can, can God break somebody's leg in this church? Can God break somebody's leg in this church? That was the ugly sign of God's will. Because without a broken leg, she would never be been connected to the rich man. Something bad had to happen for her to get to the place where God had destined for her. Not every bad thing in your life is done by the devil. Sometimes some ugly things are God's will. She left the hospital limping, but testimony. (laughs) She was limping, but future was bright. God, break my leg and give me the future. (laughs) Break my leg and give me the money. Break my leg and give me the inheritance. If you were able to see that this is what God is doing, you ask God to break the other leg. (laughs) But we complain because we do do not see what God is doing in the future. We complain about everything. Small stress at a job, we complain. Small stress in where we stay, we complain. Small stress in relationship, we complain. When you begin to see the glory of God, you begin to thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said, the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So anytime you see enemies around, no God is preparing a table for you. Anytime you see enemies coming around, they are coming because you cannot be eating alone. Enemies have to be present to see you eating, to fulfill the scriptures. Because the Bible says, he prepared a table before me in their presence. They have to be present for your table. But when we see enemies, we complain, we cry, oh God, who are these? And the second example, as I close, these diplomats has gone to the airport, about to catch... You know, diplomats don't go to the airport like us that we go three hours early and put our phones on charge and begin to watch Facebook, count the planes that are flying. They don't do that kind of nonsense. They just walk like 10 minutes to the flight, get in and go, because their passport is different. They don't check them. Once they see that passport, they're like, okay. But this day, this diplomat comes to the airport and a junior police officer who just left school, still on training, tells the the, the diplomat, can I see your yellow card? The man is like, do you know who you're talking to? I don't care who you are, I need your yellow card. And the man pulls over and says, this is, this is not happening. Do you know who I am? The man says, I don't care who you are, I need your yellow card. And the diplomat said, the plane is about to leave in 15 minutes. He said, I don't care. Without yellow card, you will not get into that plane. The man said, I can't believe this is happening to me. And the man started cursing the officer. If by this time tomorrow, you still have this, this, this rank on your uniform, then I'm not the one. He was swearing, cursing, swearing, cursing. He sent his driver back home to rush if he could get a yellow car. The driver went, coming back, the plane had gone. The man went crazy. He was cursing at the airport, insulting, throwing all kinds of tantrums. While he was there at the airport, there was a sound, bing, bing, you know the airport announcement. Sometimes I don't even hear what they're saying. They said a Boeing 625 or whatever number that just left here 15 minutes ago has crashed. Every passenger reported dead. The <laughs> same people rushed and embraced the police officer and started thanking him for saving his life. God was using the police officer to stop this man from dying. But that was the ugly side. Sometimes you have a tire puncture on 66. You don't understand why there is an accident for you in Maryland. And God said you will not see that accident. He boasts your time in Virginia. And you are complaining because you don't see what is ahead of you. The ugly side of God's will. God will use some ugly situations to stop you from trouble. Hallelujah. God uses these moments to change our lives. This man would have died if he had gotten into the plane, But God was working something behind the scenes. Hallelujah. God was working something behind the scenes. Now look at something. When I look at God, God is an orderly God. I told you this before. When the firstborns were, were born in, in Egypt, Pharaoh gave an announcement that all the firstborns should be killed. And the women would not dare kill the firstborns. When Moses was born, they put Moses in the river. Listen to the way God does his things. As a basket was floating down, according to uh, Egyptian culture and Egyptian history, the prince or the princess does not take bath in the rivers because it's considered unclean. But on that particular day, I don't know what prompted the princess to go take the bath in the river. And as she goes to the river, that is when the basket is coming down with Moses. She takes the basket, it's a Hebrew child. She says to her father, I'm going to raise this boy as my child. Then look at look where it gets sweeter. She said, let's find a Hebrew woman who can take care of this child. Guess who they want and hired to take care of the child? Moses' mother. So Moses' mother ended up getting paid for watching her own child. The God who, <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand what I'm saying. When God is in your life, there are things that will happen that don't make sense, but God is working something behind the scenes. Hallelujah. Nothing happens to you as a child of God by accident. If you are in God's will, nothing happens by accident. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about those who are out of God's will because some people tend to give God glory for every bad thing that happens. No. If you are in God's will, nothing happens by accident. Hallelujah. God is working behind the scenes. If you are in God's will, every pain, every trial, every difficulty you encounter, God is working something out. Amen. Amen. Recently, I was talking to a friend who was telling me that he was part of an interview board that he interviewed a guy and hired a guy at his job. The panel decided that the guy was not qualified for the position. He said, No, let's give this guy a try. So they brought the guy into the company. When they, you know, when you send an email at your job, your signature goes under with your title and your position. One week after, when this guy sent an email, it shows that the guy is above him in the, in the company. So he went mad. He said, how can I interview a guy? I was the one that advocated for this guy to get his job. And now he shows he's my boss. As we're discussing, I said, look, God wants to give you promotion. He said, this may be true because this guy has raised a bar for me. So he sent a letter to his HR, complain about it. And the HR said, we are going to fix it. We are going to move you upward. But even though for the coming of this guy, he will never be been promoted. So God has to organize an ugly situation for somebody to bring down your morals, challenge you for him, for him to get promoted. Now they are going to move him not only at the level of the guy, but above the guy. Amen. The God we serve. The ugly side of God's will. When you understand this, nothing happens that make you cry. You thank God for everything. Amen. This is what the Bible says. In everything, give thanks. In, yeah. Not in some things. In everything, yeah. give thanks. Because nothing happens to you by accident. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you stand on your feet? <laughs> if somebody blesses this morning, yes. if you're blessed, pray and we'll just begin to thank the Lord for everything that has happened in your life. Everything that has happened in your life, give Him praise. Give Him glory. It may be painful, but I give you Praise. May be difficult but I give you praise. I may not like it but I give you praise. I may see troubles but I give you praise. I may not be happy but I give you praise. I may not have all that I need but I give you praise. I may be disappointed but I give you praise. I may experience heartbreak but I give you praise. Thank you Jesus.